this week on the Brody and Mo In-Law Show. I hate it, and yet I also love it because I know if I put Coco Melon on, Sadie's not moving for like two hours. I know it's it'll bizarre, keep though, there. isn't it? Yeah. It's like concerning to watch Posey's reaction to this show. Is the objective in sand duning to kill your passenger? Because I felt <laughs> like that was what was going on. That would explain why she's married to you. God, I'm done with this guy. Get him out of here. Sports, collaborate on being dads to daughters and conversate on the pressing matters of today. Brody, I've got the worst thing of 2020 just happened. Dude, there's been a lot of bad things that have happened in 2020. This is worse than a global pandemic. It's worse than that. It's worse than uh, the Tiger King. We had that for a little while. It is surprisingly worse than that. It's worse than Major League Baseball not knowing how to put together a season. Definitely worse than that. <laughs> wow, you got you have high expectations here. Lay it on me. Well, listen to this. So Emily, my wife, is uh, watching a documentary, The uh, Last Dance, on Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah, okay. And she's watching it on her phone, just sitting in a chair in the corner. She didn't invite me to watch, which was strike number one, <laughs> making this a terrible thing. So she just watched it by herself. And I walk by her, and she holds up the phone to me, and she says, Do you know this person... This Steve guy who used oh, to play for the Bulls. Oh no! Uh, she didn't. Yeah, right. Did your heart like fall apart? It did. She doesn't. She didn't know who Steve Kerr was, and she didn't think I knew who Steve <laughs> Kerr was. See, it's one thing that she didn't know who Steve Kerr was, but does she even know you? How long have you guys been married? How long have you guys been married? Over ten years. We hit ten years in July. Really, over ten years, and she didn't know that you were like a diehard University of Arizona basketball fan. No, no. Yikes. Saddening, right? Yikes. You, I, I have more faith in you than this question is going to come out to, so please don't take it seriously, but you, you think you're going to make it to 11 years? <laughs> I, it's, it's questionable at this point. <laughs> you're questioning your whole entire uh, existence? Really, it's just sad that something this bad had to happen in 2020. Like, just pile it on, dude. Just pile it on. Why not? Yeah. If it would have happened in 2021, then it wouldn't have made sense. Right. Because it's going to be a you better You don't year. think I know who arguably the most famous alumnus in Arizona basketball history is? Definitely top, what, top three? Gotta be. I don't know that there's another Maybe. one at this point. I mean, Sean Elliott would be the only other one that I could compare to. But I, you might be right. I don't know. I don't know. You might be right. Thankfully, here to rescue everything, we've got someone even more famous than Steve Kerr joining us on the program It is tonight. even more famous than Steve Kerr. It, I mean... It puts Steve Kerr's accomplishments kind of in a dim. This guy. I get to introduce Truly. him, so I'm, I'm pretty excited. This is a good friend of mine. We've known each other for a long time. And um, to say he's an expert in dadhood, I think, would be an understatement. So I'm, I'm excited to learn some things of being a dad. I've already learned more things just in our pre-production show about being a dad than, than I've learned, I think, from reading books from this guy. So uh, the legend joins us on here. This is Josh Webb. Josh... Thanks for coming on. How's it buddy. going, gentlemen? How's it going? Man, I have a big head. I hope I can fit in the room. 
Dude, no joke. I mean, better than a, a basketball player, better than, a, I mean, a book. I wrote a book. I didn't know this. I should probably be getting paid for it. Yeah, so. dude, you, you, your royalty checks, I think they got lost in the mail with that whole <laughs> right? mail kerfuffle we've been having. Is it, is it just because I didn't kill you last weekend, Brody? Is that, <laughs> is that basically what it was? <laughs> you brought me home safe. Right. It was touch and go there for a minute, but <laughs> we made it back. Well, thank you for having me, guys. How do you know Brody? Um, I know Brody. Uh, we went to church for a good number of years. Um, uh, I actually um, have known him for, quote me on that number, I think about 12, year, 12 years now. Yeah, it's probably and, close. Uh, yeah. yeah, and so over the course of the last, I'd say, well, let's say pandemic, <laughs> uh, we've, we've gotten to know each other quite well. The most, um, we, the most recent, we, run, we run the sound booth. The most recent pandemic, you mean, to, to refresh everybody's Not the previous <laughs> two or three. The only pandemic that I've, I've gone through, yes. <laughs> and I'm older than you, so I don't know how, that's, how, that, how you have one that I don't. But in any event, um, we run the sound booth together um, at our church. Um, and so through all the shenanigans that goes on in that booth, uh, we've kind of gotten pretty close and, uh, uh, have hung out a couple of different times and, uh, really got to know one another. Pretty cool dude. Do you guys ever do the old church sound booth trick of like, when you've got someone you're not really enjoying their singing, you just turn their mic way <laughs> down? I plead the fifth. I mean, I've actually muted the pastor a couple of times, which may or may not be Brody's dad. So... You know, you get evil looks um, when that happens, but uh, um, I'm I'm gonna go with Brody has muted several people. <laughs> oh, you're gonna pass the buck to me. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, we all have. We all have. Okay, we all have. We're like, ooh, that person's gonna go down a notch, and then before you know it, the dial's like removed um, from the soundboard. So yeah, I don't know. It's a bad. It's a bad cable. It's a, I don't know. Uh, I don't We're know. We're trying our best. <laughs> You know, the, the worst thing is, the worst thing is, is when they realize that the microphone is turned down so much to the house, but they still have it in their monitors and they're hitting the, the microphone and it totally is not, that is the worst thing that you could do to a microphone. Well, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, dude, that's like, I, I know what you mean as an auctioneer, that's like rule number one is don't hit the mic. And, uh, so two weeks ago, I think it was two weeks ago or three weeks ago, Josh, you weren't there, but I was doing, I was running the sound and they had flipped all the switches except for one, uh, that controlled the house speakers. So like they're going and I'm like, I don't hear any audio. What in the world is happening? And so I finally find the switch. I turn it on and they're right in the middle of a, like a high pitch sound and it just comes over the, over, uh, the house speakers. Everybody's like, oh my god. Because <laughs> I had everything turned up. I was like, why are we not getting any sound? I got a lot of dirty looks that day. You know, it's funny because if you we should have we they should video us running that thing because between problem solving the um feed to Facebook and YouTube and you know, we'll lose audio halfway through. The, none of this stuff can be explained. <laughs> and, and, and uh, you know, just doing this show with you guys, I was like, man, there's, there's, a, there's quite a bit to this stuff here. And uh, I, thought, I thought it was a lot of work for what we did. And uh, I give kudos to you, gentlemen, for, for putting this together the way that you do, because I've listened to a couple of the shows. And 
um, I, I decided I'm going to be a follower. Um, 27. And so you gained. Yes. You. <laughs> how many? I think we're up to 27 now. Oh, I thought you said seven. <laughs> okay, 27. That's that's a feat. Um, I mean, 22 of those are my bot account, so it's closer to seven. We we have a gentleman that goes to our church, and he uh, he comes up and he tells us that it's super important that we get YouTube on. And I'm like, okay, I'll 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 get right on that. I'll get it. I'll get it going. And we get it going. And I don't know. 20 minutes into the service, I go over to Brody. I'm like, you know, it's insane that. Uh, uh, we got YouTube going and there's two views. Uh, one's the, the one's us viewing it to make sure it's, it's being cast correctly. And the other one's the dude that asked for it to be on YouTube. Nobody else is watching it on YouTube. You know, it's, but it, it was, you know, Satan was going to come take me if it wasn't, if it wasn't done right. If you're not having constant audio issues and your slides for the hymns aren't at least two verses behind you're not running church music yeah. right yeah like those are the two requirements well you know the there's a dude that sits right in front of our sound booth that every time he turns around i just look at him straight in the eyeballs because it's like what are you gonna do <laughs> i mean it's 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 fun you know we we do our best it's 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 a lot of fun we, we i enjoy it sometimes you know that we we get frustrated with it but it's it's really fun to do it with people that you get along with because brody and i we laugh we've i, I can't tell you how many times we've dropped our phones in the sound booth not knocked uh knocked things off and the floor <laughs> in the sound booth is is raised so it's a it's a wooden platform so you might as well just slam a hammer against the wall, you know, uh, with any anything that hits the floor. It's super loud. It there a is a lot of I think people who are listening who might not have been in this environment before, because I've been involved with church music for, man, the better part of 18 years now. So the amount of work that goes on behind the scenes to get that thing to occur on a Sunday morning is is kind of phenomenal that people stick with it. Because you've got to get a, an army of volunteers to get that thing off the ground. And like you said, the majority of what you end up hearing about it is like dude in the back row who's like, oh, I need more bait. Well, you got to get the 50K hertz up a little bit. Just let me, let me have the board. Let me have the board. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so hats off to y'all for keep going with it. We manage. That's the, that's when you say, hey, come in. You're willing to volunteer? We'll put you on the schedule. Come on back. Let's yeah. play. Yep. There's nothing stopping you. Yeah, come on back. Uh -huh. We we got our pay got doubled this year, and somehow I still lost money. I don't know what happened. Uh, <laughs> so you can come on out, come on over and help us out. So one thing, Josh, we talk about on this podcast quite a bit, obviously, is being dads of of daughters, because that's all Mo and I have. But uh, you have a little more fatherly expertise. So tell us what's your credentials of fatherhood. Well, I've uh, I've got two children. Um... One is my daughter first. She's, she's my baby girl. Um, not so baby anymore. She's eight going on 18. Oh, wow. She's eight. Really? Dude, it's Jeez. she's eight. Um, well she's and in January, she'll be nine. Holy wow. moly. I can't believe that already. 
Oh, she's 798. <laughs> Apparently my credentials suck at Kia doing math. Amber's looking at me. Amber's looking at me like a real. Yeah, no, she's seven going to be eight. I'm sorry. She's seven going to be eight. Uh, it doesn't matter because does it really matter? I don't think it matters. I have the ability does to it? edit everything. I, I'm going to be real hesitant to edit this part. It just felt too good. No, I don't want you to. I, I don't. I, I don't want you to edit it because that's the reality is. Is I uh, so to answer your question is is I have a daughter she's seven <laughs> um, she'll be eight in January um, she's she's my baby girl she's uh, she's daddy's little girl she she she'll she wants to do everything um, with me uh, except for she's definitely not. Um, She's she's definitely a, a girly girl. Um, she doesn't have a problem playing with dad, but uh, she definitely loves uh, girl time with her mama. Um, and then I have my son. Oh, my my son, Brayden. My goodness. Um, he goes by Monkey, um, and and the name is is there because of I would say I will say obvious purposes. Um, the kid climbs on everything. Um, I listened to the episode where you had Cole on and a lot of truth was spoken <laughs> in that cast. Um, and I will, I will, it is safe to say if Brayden was my first child, he would have been our last child. Um, because he, he tests us. I, I look at Amber after he does things and I'm like, Bailey never did this stuff. Never did this. Never. No, no, that didn't happen. And um, but, uh, I, when I, when, when we had Bailey, Bailey was attached to me. She, we, we were a camping dirt sport family. So sand dunes, camping, quads, razors, the nine, that's what we do. She is a motorhead. She loves it. If she can, if she can ride in the razor, drive the razor, uh, drive the sand rail, ride in the sand rail, whatever it is. Um, She's on it, like blue on it. I mean, all over. So, now, go ahead. I was gonna say, and then now Braden has come along. He has set the bar much higher than she did. That kid does not leave me. Hmm. Does not oh. listen to anybody but me. It is. It is insane. I was gonna ask about the the sand dune situation because I'm I'm a novice sand duner. Now, the my I took <laughs> oh, Mo and listeners. I've never been to the sand dunes before, just outside of Yuma, just on the other side into California, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've never been. Have you ever been to the dunes, Mo? Just driven by them. I've never just had any by. reason to go. So we, so Josh invites me, and uh, so I say, yeah, let's go try it out. Let's let's see. And and you know, they're telling me Bailey just loves it. We're like loading up. Bailey's kind of giving Josh the stink eye because she wants to go, right? And so I, I'm new to to the sand dunes, and so Josh, I'm going to ask you a question. I didn't get a chance to ask you this last weekend. Is the objective in sand duning to kill your passenger? Because I felt <laughs> like that was what was going on a lot of the time. <laughs> well, I did think at one point your insides were going to become your outsides. Um, <laughs> Me but, too, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that happened. Um, the, the objective of sand duning is not to kill your passenger. The objective of sand duning is to keep the greasy side down. <laughs> 
and to make sure that the vehicle that you're doing in makes it back in the trailer or on the trailer with its own power. There you go. And we did that. We did. We crossed both of those check marks. We, both of those. Not most. <laughs> both, both. Both of those check check marks. Success. It was a successful trip. Yes, it was a successful weekend. It, it was, was hot, but it was it was a lot of fun. Um, and it was, it was good, uh, fellowship. Yeah, good fellowship. Good to be outside. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was warm, but it's Arizona. So, and in Southern California, which is what it is, you know, we just live in the hot, uh, has, has Bailey then forgiven you for going to the dunes without her? Oh, uh, this trip, I actually set the precedence. So I had a conversation with her beforehand because I told Amber what my plan was. And she's like, you know, Bailey's going to kill you. Um, and so, I uh, uh, I took a few minutes and thought about what I was going to say to her because, you know, I had to sell her on the idea that she's not going to go and it's going to be okay, but because she's going to be able to go with me all of the other trips, right? And um, But there was a time where uh, I did a turnaround trip uh, with somebody, with, with a buddy to go meet up with some buddies. Um, at the end of last season and Bailey was so mad. She was staying at her aunt's house. I get back and she meets me at the garage door. I opened the, the, the roll up garage door and she meets me at the, at the <laughs> entrance to our house from the garage door. And she's got the stank eye. Uh, and she, she was just hands on the hip, nasty head bobbed, three snaps and Z formation <laughs> attitude. Um, and she, there was a note that was taped to the door that I, I don't, I have it somewhere. I don't remember where I put it, but it basically, it said that she was going to disown me if she ever wasn't able to go again. And so I had, I, it was, it was quite the tough sale and I do sales for a living. So, you know, to sell a, I guess a seven-year-old, if I had to guess how old she was, um, uh, on on the idea of not going to the dunes. The the toughest sale of your life. We've asked. I've asked this to Cole. We've asked this to Phil. Um, Mo and I obviously we only have one kid apiece, and and their daughters. You have two, one a boy and one a girl. So other than the anatomical obvious, what's the difference? Is, is there a difference in boys and uh, raising boys and girls? Yes. Um, in my family, there is, um, I thought, like I said earlier, I thought Bailey watched me, um, you know, hardcore, but as she's grown older, she, she's, uh, I wouldn't say straight away, but definitely looks, watches Amber a lot more. So that whole role thing comes into play. Um, and then with Brayden, like I, I'm repeating myself a little bit with him, but man, he does not leave my side. If I'm home, he is with me. So there's, there's definitely a difference. Um, and I would have never known that had I, had I not had, um, uh, had, had him, um, the, and I can't say that it's like this for every, every family that has a, a, a son and a daughter. Sure. Um, but with Bailey discipline, yeah, you know, there were spankings, but as she got older and she understood, um, the conversation more, I didn't have to, that didn't have to happen. 
I could have the conversation with her and be like, that hurts daddy's feelings. That, that makes daddy sad or that, that breaks my heart or, you know, the whole emotion plays into it. And now I can have a conversation with her um, and be like, do you realize um, that what you're saying is hurting people's feelings and things like that? Emotion plays a huge part. Brayden, Brayden doesn't care. (laughs) Brayden doesn't care at all. And you have to face him with his fears, basically, Uh to get his attention. And, And even then, I mean, Amber has learned that, you know, with that kid, it doesn't matter the, you know, we, we love our children to death, but no matter how hard the spanking or whatever, he just laughs uh, and uh, the, the blood pressure goes higher yep. and, and, you know, it, the, the, the stack, the one domino on top of the next, on top of the next, on top of the next, we've learned, you know what, we just put him in his room yeah. and he can stay in there until he can make a better decision. Um, and his, his, uh, Achilles heel or, um, kryptonite is isolation. Oh, can't do isolation. No. So I'm hoping that prison, the threat of prison or jail will keep him out of trouble as he gets older. Um, you're going to have, I'm hoping we don't, you're going to have him go on one of those beyond scared straight stories and be like, Oh, you have to be by yourself for 23 hours. He'll be like, nah, I don't want any part of that. Right. Yeah, no, the, uh, uh, but that's, that's really what, what gets his attention. And so they really are different. Um, um, and I don't know if that has anything to do with the, like you're talking about the gender portion of it, you know, being boy or girl or whatnot, rather than personality differences. Um, but the, the biggest thing I could say between the two is, is emotion versus non, uh, when you talk about discipline, even like just because me and my brother, you know my brother really well too. Uh, I mean, growing up, we had very different. We my parents had to take different discipline avenues with us too, just like you were saying. Like for me, oh, I could only imagine because I know Cole just like yeah, I know, I know. you. For for me, it was like if I if if I was going to get a spanking or something like that was I wasn't about to have none of that. Like I will straighten up right away. Mm-hmm. For Cole, it was dessert. Like if you threatened to take away dessert, he was like <laughs> devastated, dude. Just spanking didn't do anything for him right like he was he'd be like what you were saying with with brayden he'd laugh like which is no good but uh you'd be like no all right fine you don't get ice cream he was like devastated <laughs> i i had a pastor who well I, actually it's my current pastor i still have a pastor who off, <laughs> often says that equity is treating everybody differently which is a line that's stuck with me for some time huh. Interesting. and th- it, that that seems to kind of be permeated through your approach here, which I appreciate because if you just tried to stick with the same thing for everybody, it's not going to work for one kid over another gender difference, emotional difference, whatever the case may be. So I I like to hear that in action because I, the only context I had for before I had a child for like discipline or training was dogs. And like with dogs, for the most part, I can apply the same training to the dogs that I have had and it will work mostly across the board. But like that's just not going to work with kids. And I yeah. really have to stop comparing my kid to a dog. 
I was like, dude. <laughs> and when so when Josh was talking about Bailey like jumping off of couches and stuff, all of those examples came to his mind because like two weeks ago, I went to we went to dinner over at their house, and that's what Sadie was doing was jumping off of their walls and breaking all of their stuff. <laughs> so he was like, he had those examples fresh in his mind. We we. You, no, 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 no. The examples, they, I live those examples every day because that's what my son okay. does. All right, fair enough. Yeah, no, no, no. Sadie, Sadie, Sadie was an angel. The funniest thing that I watched Sadie do that my, neither one of my kids did is when Sadie is done eating, she evacuates the uh, high chair platform. <laughs> and what I mean by that is anything and everything that is on that uh, uh, tray is removed. Yeah. And, and, in some cases it's gentle and I'm, and, and Mo, I'm pretty sure you've seen it, <laughs> I've seen it. Um, <laughs> in action, but I, I was extremely impressed with Chelsea because she knew, she knew what was happening uh -huh. and she caught things in like midair, like circus style, <laughs> but dude, the, it was the most comical thing to watch a child do. And the, and, but I, I was putting myself in, in Brody's shoes because they're, they've never been to our house before. I mean, I know that he and I are comfortable with one another, but you know, it's, it's still that uncharted territory the uncharted waters, you know what I mean? Of, of, of what is the expectation of their house and that level of respect. And, uh, it was, I'm like, I'm laughing. I could care less <laughs> and Amber could care less. And the, and when she did that, we were just laughing so hard because the stuff that our kids do, it, it all is, is, is compared the same. Mm -hmm. And, and Moa, you talked about doing the, doing the same thing for different children as far as disciplinary or, or guidance and things like that. Don't get me wrong. You definitely start out there because it's like, okay, you, you don't know how this, per, how, how the personality mm -hmm. is going to, to, to spin out. Yeah. So, you know, that whole, if it ain't broke, don't try to fix it thing starts off. And then you go like, oh yeah, well this is definitely broke for this child because you know I've tried it three times and it's not working. So I'm just going to yell at the top of my lungs and scare them, and hopefully that works. And, Try the next one. And then I'm in trouble, and the, and and so both of us are in timeout, and uh, um, <laughs> then we go from there. I wish they came with uh, I wish they came with instruction manuals, but they don't. No, you just so. everybody just tries their own flavor, and you find one that sticks somehow. flavor because I, I like to obviously you guys know I, I like to cook and we found a new show on Netflix about smoking it's called the American smoke barbecue competition and I'm like hooked now bro so I've got flavor on the mind wait how do you find time to watch shows other than Coco Melon <laughs> how are you sneaking something else in <laughs> Josh I don't know how old your kids are and what their TV viewing habits are but Brody and I have got kind of the same age range going on here, and there's a show on Netflix that I've only had to watch it for like the past week, but it is, it's, it's kind of concerning my daughter's reaction to this show because it, it's like it puts her in a trance. 
It's just like nursery rhymes with weird animations to it, but for whatever reason, this particular show just puts her on the floor. So is it is it something that y'all stream, or is this actually on television? Or because if it's if it's something we stream, I need the link because if it knocks them out and puts them on the floor, I definitely need. Dude, Coco Melon is another. It's another world. I don't even. I don't know. I hate it. And yet I also love it because I know if I put Coco Melon on, Sadie's not moving for like two hours. I know it's it'll bizarre, keep her though, there. isn't it? Yeah. It's like concerning to watch Posey's reaction to this show. She's liked other things. Right. She'll yeah. watch other things for a while and then move on. With this one, it is she is glued to it. I've mm-hmm. not heard it. Um heard of it. Um one of the things that that I've always been big on is I don't do repetitive noise real well. That's so for me to have two children and not be okay with repetitive noise, the whole nursery rhyme thing and the same things over and over and over again, when it's on a loop, it's like, yeah, if it's not on your tablet with your headphones, we're not watching it <laughs> because, because dad's going to go postal. Um, so my kids have always, um, my kids have always watched movies. So, you know, there's something different going on on a regular basis. Bailey watches, uh, uh, would be would watch frozen a lot yeah. oh yeah um and brayden i don't know if you guys have ever heard of zootopia oh yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's, an, it's an older it's an older film it is it is the there is some adult humor there in is. that that i can watch over and over and over i laugh so much at it but i think i've watched that probably half a million times at this point i freaking um, love zootopia how, how, yeah. how shocked were you Josh, when you found out that Shakira was the voice of Gazelle and it wasn't an actual Gazelle, because Mo was revolutionized by this. I just thought they found a very talented Gazelle. <laughs> I wasn't surprised. Um, you know, and you're a normal person. It puts a whole new perspective on Mo. It, pu- it puts a whole new perspective on Mo about finding a talented Gazelle. Um, I'm, I'm yeah, not a real smart person. My My favorite character. And I don't have a clue what kind of animal he is, but he was the dude that ran the mafia that they kept going to. It was the little dude. <laughs> he's, the a, he's an Arctic shrew. An Arctic and apparently shrew. these animals in real life are incredibly violent. If you put 10 of them in a cage in the morning, there will be one. <laughs> so wow. the Disney folks did some research. Like who would run the mafia in the animal kingdom? Oh yeah. This nasty little shrew. Says the man that says that he doesn't know, he's not very smart, and he knows that shrews are going to kill well, each well, other. see, because I was looking I to see if I could find that actor on the internet, <laughs> and it turns out that he's not real either. Oh my god. <laughs> so what you're saying is it's animation upon animation. Yeah, it's like- it is. It's, it's Matrix Inception style animation. So is Zootopia... Animation all the way down. <laughs> Zootopia is deeper I'm than offended. <laughs> I'm offended. This whole show, um, but the uh, that's what we do is offend our ghosts, uh, our guests. <laughs> so, but yeah, so so he was my favorite character just because of the way that he that he that he sounded and and you know the whole the the that he became friends with uh, uh, the rabbit and the fox um, and you know I always thought the the fox the fox was like me and in, in, in my thought process I'm cool and sleek and. You know, at least in my own view, I am. 
Um, is this the part where I, I is this the I'm, part where I weigh in, or or is that later? Uh, no, no. I think your audio needs to stop oh. right now. Um, the uh, except for I've never been hustled by a rabbit, and I pay my taxes. So. <laughs> But yeah, I've not, I've never, I've never heard of said Coco Melon oh, to to answer I, your question. But those are the two shows that I've watched until my I eyes. I think bleed. that uh, both Bailey and Braden are going to be too. They're going to be too old for it. Braden maybe he's on the cusp, but but Bailey's definitely too old to to under. She wouldn't like it. I don't think. It seems like there's this she, tiered system of it's cool to watch show X when you are zero right. to two years old, and then it's not cool when you get into like pre-K kindergarten and then there's this weird coming of age like oh now it's cool to ironically like oh yeah I like Mr. Rogers because it's ironic and cool I'm gonna wear the shirt but then you get to like my age and you're like no I really do like Mr. Rogers <laughs> <laughs> I dude I know what you're talking about I know I know exactly what you're talking about you're not trying to do it to be like a hipster you're like genuine I, right. I want a vest that my mom made for me yeah have you heard when was the last like nursery rhyme i guess that you were you actually heard josh and like if you really think about them like i i, I think about i think about humpty dumpty we've talked about that in this podcast because that nursery rhyme makes no sense and my, my my little brain can't comprehend it so the the whole um rockabye baby oh yeah how dark is that song and we sing it to our kids to fall asleep <laughs> we're gonna put you in a treetop good luck kid <laughs> yeah and, and and when it breaks the, you, the cradle's gonna fall and down will come baby yeah. you know cradle and all so wait, did, did, did she live did he live <laughs> what, what happened you know i don't i don't understand um it's concerning the thing but... with that one is they say when the bow breaks not if like it is going to break and i'm still going to put you on this tree good luck kid it's like open a can of biscuits <laughs> that's that's how i look at it i didn't think about that one that made i like that because i think about humpty dumpty yeah, I... and like we've talked vigorously about you know this king has put all of these resources into putting this person or alleged egg back together which they're nowhere says it doesn't say that he's ever an egg it never mentions that he's an egg in the nursery rhyme but we just assume he's an egg so like the kings put all of this effort into apparently putting this egg together but the real bad guys in the whole thing is the parents because they named their kid humpty i mean <laughs> let's think about this there's a song named after him do the humpty dance <laughs> your chance <laughs> so he's grown into adulthood <laughs> so is that does that that may make him tiktok famous i'm just saying oh so he he's changed avenues from sitting on walls to being on tiktok old humpty the the stuff that we we sing or say or to our kids it's like man life is dark i'm, I'm just kidding <laughs> i mean it kind of is according to all these nursery rhymes i mean ring around the rosy Pocket full of posy, ashes, ashes, we all fall down. It's about the Black Plague. So, I mean... <laughs> so now we, we have three... three uh, how many more can we come up with where death is inevitable? I know that if you're riding on the bus that goes wheels on the bus go round and round, you are going to a car accident. Have you ever seen that one, on, Mo, on Coco Melon? Because the bus <laughs> oh, is suspension... I have celebrated the entire Coco Melon catalog in its entirety. That bus is moving, dude, and that those kids are headed somewhere real dark.
Josh, what what sports are you into? Are you into sports? You sports guy? Yeah, you guys are talking about the basketball dude at the beginning. I didn't have a clue. <laughs> um, no, I know nothing about sports. I know I know I know the difference to be able to tell you know a basketball from a baseball and a football from a soccer ball. You know that kind of a thing. And I and I know. Uh, enough about each sport to not be a completely goofball, a complete goofball, you know, if I'm around people that uh, are talking about it. But I don't make it a point to follow it, um, especially of late. Here's the, here's the beauty of that, though, is that you don't need any specific sports knowledge to have strong opinions about sports. It's like politics or religion or anything else really contentious. <laughs> you don't have to know anything or have done a, a modicum of research to go out and just come with a fire take. That's the beauty of it. I think that's I think I think that's the, the whole entire mantra of the Raiders fan base, right? That is Isn't that the whole entire premise of it? Like they don't know a player on the Raiders, but they love that team with a passion. Yeah. The only time, the only time I've ever been, I would say genuinely terrified, maybe not genuinely terrified, but I was, I was a little concerned for my life was, well, two times, one time this weekend at the dunes, but that's a whole separate <laughs> thing. And the second time was, no, and, and the second time was I was at a pre season Cardinals game playing the Raiders. And these fans were so intense and fighting and like i was like this is pre we're not even none of these players that are playing are going to be on the field next week like everybody needs to calm down all right see i I don't and that's that's one of the things that i never really ever got into it's like okay i don't really care enough about the point system on this game to argue or bet my money on a game um you know the the I've been around enough people. I've worked with enough people in sales. You have to know a little bit about sports because you have to be able to, you know, side with people and you have to be able to know if you're going to cut up with somebody, you know, that you need to, what you need to say to pick on them a little bit. Um, But, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't follow. Um, And the bigger, and, and, you know, as of late um, with 2020, the whole pandemic thing and, you know, with it being an election year, um, there's just so much craziness going on with all sports that it, it really goes to show you that it's not about the team camaraderie or any, anything much anymore. It's, it's just about money. Um, and, and it's marketing. And so, you know, Mo, I saw you shake your head right there. Um, when we were talking about marketing, yeah. Um, but you know, uh, I mean, I, 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 my hats off to the people that, that, uh, uh, run the business, um, because they're, they have no fans in the seats and they're still raking in the dough. Yep. So, I mean, they, they're just, they found different avenues other than the, the ticket sales. True. So it's like a. It's like so a weird, that's what I know about sports is is the way the business runs off of it. It's it's a it's a weird dichotomy with with this with no tickets because, like you said, the owners are still making money and obviously the players are still making their fair share. But you think about food vendors, you think about you know guys that are just selling hot dogs and beer cans and all that stuff. Like they're not making any money, so it just kind of has this weird 
shift that those guys rely on having 60,000 fans in the stadium every week. The Pac-12 conference today came out and said they are going to join in with the rest of the major uh, NCAA football conferences and play a season this year. They had been on the fence. They said they weren't going to start up until January. They they came out today and said, we're, we're starting early November. We're going to put, I think it's a six-game conference-only schedule out for every team. Yeah, six I thought it was seven. seven. Game. Yeah, I thought it was seven. It might be seven games. Either way, uh, like you really don't have to know anything about sports to have an opinion on that. I'd love to hear what you, what you think about that. Like You talk about marketing. You talk about this being a money business they were adamantly opposed to it for the first two months of this. And then they saw the SEC cave, the ACC cave, Big 12 went in next. Most recently was Big 10. Mm -hmm. And at that point, you're the odd duck out of the Power 5 conferences. And you just say, okay, well, we were absolutely not going to play until January for player health and safety. Ah, nope. Whoop, sorry. We developed a rapid test. It's all good. We're good. Let's play. Yeah. Like, if, if there's any more indicator that even at the quote-unquote collegiate amateur level that this is about money this is like this is it all of your cards are on the table at this point you can no longer make the argument that these kids playing football should be treated as though they are amateurs and students first because this is a money business you're being transparent about it you need to cut them in on this you gotta cut them in i i i agree wholeheartedly i think the whole i mean I'm not a, a conspiracy theorist, okay? I don't, I don't usually run that way. Um, but when it comes to uh, avenues of making money and whenever, whenever money is je- income is jeopardized, somebody else besides the students or whatever, whoever's playing was losing money as well. And that's where the, the decision came in, in, in into play. It's because, hey, you know what? These other people are doing it. We have, we have the resources. We have the money. We have the money that we, my, my, I'm going to pay. So my people don't have to wait. That's where the rapid tests come into play. Right. Mm-hmm. My money outweighs the public. Yep. Okay. And, and that's going to, to move the tests faster because somebody's going to get paid. I'm, I'm very interested to see with what the PAC 12 is going to do in terms of, cause I don't, I didn't see a schedule mode. Did you see a schedule yet? I haven't, they, they haven't put one out yet. I, I'll be interested to see. I I'm, I, we've talked about this, Mo, and I don't. I just don't understand why it's conference only and why they can't go more regional. It doesn't make sense to me for U of A to go. How is it more safe for them to travel to Eugene, Oregon, than Flagstaff? You know what I mean? Like that doesn't. I don't. Or New Mexico State, you know, Las Cruces, or even UNLV. You got your Southern California schools you can play, but I, I don't understand why it's m- somehow more safe to go to Washington and Oregon. And, and then Utah what do they do when, when the playoffs roll around? They're going to cross conferences. Like the whole point of everybody trying to play in the same time frame is so that they can play bowl games and get those sponsorships. Back. Yeah. They're but you're going to cross conferences at that point. Right. And you know you're going to have fans in the stands for those games. That, you could do whatever you want. You have fans in the stands for Notre Dame and UCF or whoever yeah. they played in the first. And now Notre Dame's had to shut down their game because... This, they had too many coronavirus outbreaks. You, you got to think like, you can't seem to tell me because we all know Alabama is going to somehow make it in. It doesn't matter if they go 0-7, they're going to somehow be in the playoffs, right? But their fans are going to show up to the game. It doesn't matter. They're going to show up a week before the game to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be there. You can try and kick them out all you want. Like Those fans will show up. It doesn't... It, uh, I mean, it, it. what are you going to do? I don't know. It's it, That's really strange to me that 
the conference thing, it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. It just does. I don't know. Maybe I just don't have the smart enough mind that they have apparently, or I, I think that it doesn't make sense because they're just doing it to do it. And they're panicked based on income. And just pay, you know, put a, let's put a product on the field recoup. So we're not, they're not going to recoup 100% of it, you know, but they're going to recoup some. So let's put a product on the field. People will, you know, click and watch and, uh, we'll get some, uh, uh, revenue and yeah brody i mean you and i are gonna watch that we're gonna watch every game i've already watched games for teams i can't even pronounce their college because you know what there's football on there's and football that's, on and that's i'm i'm addicted to it like my daughter is addicted to coco melon wow that is addicted wow yeah you have a yeah. problem you're in a safe Just place mo you're in a safe slack place slack jawed dead-eyed watching football all day saturday <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be great pretty well by now too she is not a very silly humor person very like kind of she likes dry humor like the office you know like she likes those kind of that kind of humor that would explain why she's married to you god i'm done with this guy get him out of here where do i kick out shut up <laughs> dunked mo he he opened the he door threw it, he lobbed it to he threw a 55 mile an hour curvature ball <laughs> and you dumped it in the curvature seats ball. Did you just Remember say I, those words? We're not going to go there. I almost said something. Oh, my God. That's how slow that pitch was, is I had to invent a new pitch. Here's, the, here's, here's how we usually end, Josh. I don't know if you've heard the ending of the show, but I usually auction off to a number, um, and you get to pick the number, a number that represents something special to you. So am I supposed to tell you the number, or is this some sort of magic trick, or how do we work It doesn't this? matter. I mean, you're, you're going to eventually say it out loud. Uh, I kind of like the magic trick aspect, though. Let's let's work in that space a little bit. Brody, guess a number between one and three hundred fifty-eight thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Go uh, until you get it. We're here on the Mo's mic. Mo's writing his number down on the piece of paper in front of him right now, and then you gotta you gotta guess what it is. Uh, Go on. That's a two. No, yeah! dude. No. <laughs> How did you do that? <laughs> I know you, man. I know he's you. A, he's a teacher. He's a, he's a teacher that watches Zoom all day long. He watches what the kids are doing. That's the only thing I can say. That was remarkable. <laughs> oh, man. I'm quitting my day job. I am so impressed. Really do go to Laughlin now. Throw it all down on Red 2. Red 2. <laughs> Josh, dude, thank you. Yeah, Thanks man. for being on the show. That was super cool we appreciate all the insight appreciate You're the man you listening to us talk about sports uh <laughs> I, I picked a number between one and 300 and whatever thousand and brody already got it so you got to give us something different than two <laughs> well i'm gonna go with 23 23 why why'd you pick 23 
Because that's the day that I got married. Oh, yeah. Look at there. A wholesome end. We're going to 23. Sold it. 23. 23. That goes to Amber and Josh because that was the day you guys got married. Thank you, Josh, for coming on to the show, man. I appreciate you. Love you, brother. Thank you so much. Everybody else, thanks for listening to the Brody and Mo In-Law Show. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at In-Law Show or you can email us at bmils2020 at gmail.com. Otherwise, we'll see you all next time. Bye, guys.